Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Show on Earth, the Million of Mindsets podcast. I am your gracious host, Xavier, sitting there with the wonderful Deanna Kent. Thank you for the intro. Say that again for me, The Greatest Show on Earth. The Greatest Show on Earth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before we get this show started, I would definitely like to remind you all to please uh, like, comment, leave a review, a rating, all that, all those things. Mm-hmm. We greatly subscribe appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel. Yep, subscribe to the channel. All those things. We greatly appreciate it. Now, uh... Getting right into this episode, man. This a um, this a this a super dope young man. man I call him a young legend because he definitely. Cleveland legend. <laughs> she had to say Cleveland. Cleveland he definitely a Cleveland. Nah, he, he bigger than Cleveland. He a he a he a, he a mogul. You know, mm-hmm. no, no 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 not to Cleveland. Shout out to Cleveland. But but he definitely a legend, man. Last time he was on a pod, this might have been like a year and a half, maybe two years ago. I told I just told him I was like, you was bagging up do rags in the crib last time, and so much didn't change. Since then, this short time frame, so we had to bring him back on the show. And his name is Dante. So welcome to the show, bro. We super excited that you came out to the city to mess with us, man. Yo, much love, man. I, I definitely want to say thank you guys first and foremost. Again, best podcast on the planet. You heard what he said. You heard, you That's heard. a fact, yo. But uh, <laughs> shout out to Cleveland. It's your boy Dante Akram underscore the real Tez on Instagram. I'm ready to drop some game for y'all. Let's get Uh-oh. it. Let's get it. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. And before before we uh, get into the game, all the good stuff, Deanna, she's going to go into our first sponsor. So go ahead, D. Yes, sir. So this week's sponsor, we have Commando Athletics. Y'all, I'm sorry, but I'm about to call a lot of people out today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, you know, here on the Millionaire Mindsets podcast, we are a firm believer that health is wealth. wealth. Just like you got to get your mind right, you got to get your body right. Eric over at Commando Athletics is having a six-week challenge to help you transform your body. That's right, you guys. Even though the summer is coming to an end, mm. it's never too late to get that body right. Getting started on your fitness journey can be hard, and sometimes we all need an extra push to get us on the right track. I know I do sometimes. So this fitness challenge is going to be what you need to keep you motivated and inspired to streamline your results to get you know, you're going to get effective training plans, nutrition plans, and so much more. So the good thing about this challenge, you guys, is it's minimum equipment needed. So you can do this challenge from the comfort of your home, or you can go to the gym and get started. So make sure you guys go to www.commandoathletics.com to learn more about the challenge. And one last thing, you guys, you have the opportunity to win $1,000. Yes. So if you go through the challenge and you know you're one of the top performers. You have the opportunity to not only get your body right, but to walk make away with one thousand dollars, and that's a good chunk of money, you know, for doing the challenge. So make sure you guys check that out. It starts September thirteenth, and it's gonna last till October twenty third. Mm, that's amazing. And uh, the link is gonna be in the description. So if you listen to this or watching, the link is in the description. You could go to it right there. And like they say, um, during the pandemic, they say the average American gained thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. So I mean. If you listen to this and you're one of those people, be honest with this yourself. This is for you. You're right, this is for you. You want to get your get your body right, you know what I'm saying? The part of the mind, keep your mind right, keep your body in, in, in check too. So definitely go check that out. But getting right into the podcast, man, this this going to be a um, jam-packed episode. So like I said, last time we had you on, man, you was, you was um, like I said, you was in the crib bagging up the do-rags and you was killing it with the do-rag company. Mm-hmm. But now... Every time I look up online, you got a new brand, a new company. I was just <laughs> telling them, six figures. Yeah, every right? time I get on Facebook, literally every time I get on Facebook, 
I see your ass pop up. I'm like, damn. So just explain like the the level up. You was already killing it last mm-hmm. time you was on, but now I see it. I see it from the, from afar. You yeah. take it to a whole another level. So just just go into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, like you said, you know, I was you know still trapping out the durags out the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, for the people who didn't know from last episode, you know, I, I grew up in Cleveland and I started delivering durags, and that's when I kind of figured out e-commerce. Um, you know, Cleveland is a very dangerous place. So, you know, you got to figure out how you're going to get your bread without getting in the way of everything. So once I figured out that online space, you know, and Shopify and all those different things, I kind of escalated from there. But um, just to piggyback off of what you were saying, you know, I was doing maybe like five figures, you know, on the low side back when we did that podcast. Mm-hmm. I think when we did it, I think that was my first like $25,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and some a lot of things eclipsed after that. You know, part of it was me figuring out my purpose even more. So learning that I wanted to inspire and motivate over the money that was coming in. So once I did that, once I changed my mentality and, um, you know, I started saying this, this saying, just stay pure with myself at all times. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Can't nobody beat me. Can't nobody mess with me if I'm staying true to myself and in my lane. So That's once cool. I started thinking like that, man, like the money started coming crazy. But even even more importantly, I started helping even more people than I ever thought I could. So like mm. it became a dream that came true. And now I'm just living the dream right now. So That's crazy. Yeah. That's a bar. Yes, it yeah. is. But you talked about you talked about finding your purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's a question that younger people always ask, like, how do I find out my purpose? So what was that like for you? How did you find out your purpose? So back when we did that, that podcast, um, when I first made that course, everything you need to know about e-commerce, I was just continuously coming out with different courses. And I started realizing like, man, all of the different messages that I was getting through my DMs were people that were exactly like me, look exactly like me, came from the same places I come from, you know, bottom of the bottom. But it's just, they didn't have that information. And I keep telling people, the only thing that's keeping you back from that next level is the information it's part. Information. Mm-hmm. So when I started putting out more courses and I started growing my following and start growing even quicker, I just started realizing like, man, like it's so many people who look up to me just based off my experience on things, like my story. So I'm like, what if I just focused on continuously publishing my story first and then bring in as many people as I can and give them the game for free? You know what I mean? That's what I do on my Instagram and Twitter. I just give out the game. I change perspectives. I make people think different. You know what I mean? So once I started doing that, like I didn't, I stopped thinking about money and then, you know, money came even quicker. So when, mm. when money is not the focus, man, like it comes even faster. I promise. That's a fact. That's a yeah. right That's there. A, that is. I mean, one thing I love about your social media um, presence is that it's so authentic. Mm-hmm. You share so much more than just how to make money, like yeah. from fatherhood to right. personal, just growth stuff, being a man. And I feel like it's really authentic. It's easy for people to gravitate towards. And especially coming from where we come from, people need to see an example like you. Facts. So like for you, like, do you feel the pressure of carrying like that, that weight behind you of being people's inspiration or do you just walk in and walk into it? Um, honestly, I, I don't feel any pressure. Um, I just know I'm, I'm true to myself every single day. Everything I speak is true to me. So I don't really feel like you'll have pressure as long as you stay true to your, to your story and you stick to your script. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with me being honest with everything I say and not doing, just, you know, publicizing certain things that'll help certain people through certain situations. I realize like there's no pressure when I'm competing with myself. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm competing with the me from yesterday, last week, last month, last year. I don't see nobody else in my lane that can mess with me. But a key thing that I noticed that you said a couple times is story. Yep. And I think this is so important, especially when you talk about brand building. Mm-hmm. And I see, like, when I'm watching you and I'm watching how you build your Instagram, your Twitter, it's always a story involved on how you're doing it. So how, mm-hmm. just for the listeners, like, how important is that when you talk about brand building and business building is to have a story to tell? Storytelling is everything. I promise you it's everything. And the reason I say that is because people are going to follow you on Instagram and on social media based off your looks, right? It's a highlight reel. Everybody doing good on social media. They're going to follow you off your looks, what you drive, what type of designer stuff you got mm-hmm. on, what kind, of, what kind of watch you got on. But the story was going to lock them in and, and what's going to turn them into a lifetime customer if they really fucking with you. I don't know if I can customer. No, nah, you good. You good. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> you good. You good. Yeah, if they really fucking with you, then you know what I mean? The story itself is going to make them turn into somebody who supports you. And if they support you, they'll buy anything that you that you build. So like, what I do is I just focus on continuously being me, bringing as many people as possible, give them the game. And then, you know, as they start seeing that this stuff actually works, all the testimonials and reviews, then they just lock in even more. Like, oh, he the truth for real. And yep. then they find out for themselves. It's, it's really that. No, that's, mm-hmm. I, I said this a long time. I'm like, I like dressing fly, but I'm like, on some real shit, I really don't care as much about it. But I know... 
that the one I'm trying to the game I'm trying to get to people. I know how I know how people work, especially the younger generation. They got to <laughs> see it first to be like, oh, he did this. He because if I talked about business, crypto, stocks, and I'm just looking like regular devil, yeah, they don't. I could say what I got, but people don't care if I ain't showing it. Facts. So it's like sometimes. Like, and it sounds crazy. Sometimes you got to show it a little bit. So Absolutely. people go like, okay, I see what he's doing. I see what Dante is doing. He in a, te- he in a Tesla? Oh, he got to be doing something. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's important. What'd you say? But I was going to say, even like with Dante is, because what I liked about you is, you know, you you just got your first apartment. But mm. for the longest, you was like thugging out like in your mom's house, like yeah. posting the background, like this inventory all in here, like... You know, and a lot of people that related to a lot of people yeah. who started from the bottom, yeah. like to help them feed into that and, you know, connect with that story. Yeah, definitely. I think most people don't realize all of the different struggles and all of the different things I had to say no to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm. I decided to stay in my mom's house until I was 22. You know, I just moved out 30 days ago, literally. Right. I haven't even been in my house full two months yet, <laughs> full 60 days. Um, but people don't realize that you got to make certain sacrifices. I talk about this a lot on social media is you got to make sacrifices. So, you know, I just got a new car, you know, it's a 2021 Honda. I could have got a Tesla, but it was like, you know what, is it going to be more meaningful for me to have a Tesla right now or to be able to have more shares in Tesla? And that's, what's going to really build my wealth. You know what I mean? <laughs> do I want to look like it or do I want to really be wealthy? And I had to start asking myself that. So like, even when it came to standing in my mom's house and building my businesses from within there, like, I think that was the best thing I could have done because if I would have rushed or I tried to move out too quickly, I wouldn't have had the funds to make the big jumps that I did. And Damn. it's all about momentum at that point. Man, you talking some shit right now, bro, <laughs> for real. But, but like, what, what, um, because I know what that, if I was 22 making bread like that, I would have been wild. I know me, I would have been wild. Yeah, so, <laughs> she's like, yeah, you, she, you know firsthand, I, I would have been wild. So, like, what keeps you, um, with that, with that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Discipline. That discipline and the vision to not, to, to not wild out with the bread. Honestly, man, uh, like I, I have a, a reward system set up. So okay. basically, you know, if I do big days, I, I hit certain goals, I reward myself. So I'll go out and I'll go buy the designer. I'll go buy the whatever I want, you know what yep. I mean, at that particular time that I want. But what really keeps me disciplined is just, like I said, remaining true to my story. I come from nothing, you know what I mean? So if I didn't have nothing when I grew up, me getting something now is not going to change my character because that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I focus on, you know, personality and, and looks and everything is great and all, but it's like the story behind it yeah. and then how you got there. That's what's, that's what's great. That's weak because we know that's only a small inkling of it. Like what you mm-hmm. got, what you drive, that's only mm-hmm. a little bit. But who you is as a person, yeah. that's, that's, that's the, you know what I'm saying? Because all that shit don't mean nothing. Yeah. Yeah, as a bit, that shit don't mean nothing. But something that you said before we started, when we was uh, on our way here, you said how when you started your business, you thought outside of Cleveland, you was thinking globally. Yeah. Yes. And I was going, as soon as you said it, I'm like, I was going to say something. I'm like, no, I got to say this for the podcast. <laughs> but I think that's so important because I always talk about how sometimes people think too small. They just think yeah. of family members. They get upset that family and friends not supporting them like that. But it's like, it's a whole world out here. Eight billion, seven, eight billion people in the world. Nice. So that's like. Like, that's dope that you already grasped that, like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking on from a worldview. Like, I can impact the world. I could build a global business. Yeah. Like, so what, like, how long have you been thinking like that? And what made you get to that point to think like that? Um, Let's say, I, I was really say I've been thinking like that since, like, 19. Um, I already knew how Cleveland was. You know what I mean? I knew based off of how my family went about things, you know, because I come from a family where, you know, we're not all college grads. You know, we all did handy mandy work. You know what I mean? Getting your hands dirty, construction. So when I realized that a lot of the family wasn't supporting each other, so if my uncle do construction, this uncle wouldn't even go through him. He'd go through somebody else. And that's how you know the support was right. messed up. That's so right. I started thinking global, you know, back when, when I was turned like 19 and, or 19, 20, when I really started making a, a significant amount of money in that jump, um, I started realizing like, yo, the majority of the people who are buying from me online are not from my city. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me completely stop focusing on my city because at the end of the day, they're going to all still be there. Let me focus on the world. The world is going to continuously move. It's always going to be, you know, another person who want to support you. And I, I said this on, on Twitter probably like a couple of weeks ago, like you're going to get rich off people who don't know you. That's a fact. Realistically. That's a fact. Yeah. If you was going to get rich <laughs> off the people you knew, then more than likely they already got it. Yeah. And if they don't got it, then they not about to they get you rich. Mm-hmm. That's a bar, that's, man. That's, that's a fact. Really that's, uh, no, that's super important. Just because, like, 
I think thinking that way, just for the people that's listening that's in business, I think it keeps you out of a lot of trouble and it keeps you from doing things that might hurt the brand or hurt the business because you're thinking on a global scale. Yeah. So anything that gets in the way of that, you know, like this shit can't this shit can't ride. Yeah. Now if you think it's small, you might do things as money hungry, you might try to grab a bag real quick, or you might um what's the word I'm looking for? You might do something that go against the best interests of the business. But when you're mm-hmm. thinking globally, and how can I impact the most people, affect the most people, reach the most people? I feel like you will always make the best decisions. And you will always be on point. Because something yeah. else that you said, I'm like, <laughs> we got to touch on this, is you talked about, um, I put it on my phone, you talked about not being uh, attainable, accessible. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this is extremely important. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you thinking on a bigger scale just because that's how I started thinking, like, a couple years ago. And I realized, but it took me a while to realize that. Mm-hmm. So you to understand that at 22 is <laughs> fucking crazy. So, like, just go into that a little bit, just for the people that's listening to this on the importance of why you can't be too accessible. Man, I got a gem for y'all, yo. So, look, Uh-oh. it's a it's thousands and millions of beautiful women in the world, fellas. And Man. I'm not going to lie to you, you're going to have desires at all times, no matter if you're married, no matter if this your your baby mom's, it doesn't matter, right? You got to be so in love with yourself that you don't just let things come in your life that can fuck you up. And that's just women, and that goes for women as well with men. You know, <laughs> it's, it's toxic. It's, energy is everything, right? So what I was saying in that post is you can't be too accessible or obtainable. It makes your, like, it, it'll literally make your worth go down. Like, the reason most people want the rapper lifestyle is because it's hard to obtain. The reason everybody want to be an entrepreneur is because it's hard to, like, get to those numbers that they see. So you really wouldn't want it if it wasn't hard to get. So that's why I keep saying, like, you got to hold this bar on yourself. Like, I'm not about to just mess with any girl. I can't just shoot my shot at every single girl that DM me, even if you is popping. Because, like, it's going to make your worth go down once people realize it. Yeah. So, like, you know, I have that self-worth. Like, you know, I know I'm the shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can pull any girl, that's... but I'm not about to shoot my shot at any girl. Man. Everybody can't have it. Yeah. Man. And that's real. Because me and my boy, and my boy, shout out to my boy Hill, we always talk about, like, you got to be, you got to have some kind of, um, untouchableness yeah. about you. Not saying, a little like, bit. Yeah, like yeah. everybody can be touched, obviously, but it gotta be like people gotta see you like, man, like he out of this world. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I can't even believe I just ran into him type <laughs> shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's not being like you said it's it is a little bit arrogance with it, but knowing like you just like everybody else, but it's that way you carry yourself. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm not no I'm just not no regular regular person. And you're not gonna uh, treat me like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm about my business. Yeah. So that's that's man. Mm-hmm. I, Talk some shit, bro. Hey. It really is. <laughs> even with that, it's like you can't catch me in certain places. You can't exactly. catch me hanging out with certain, certain people. Uh-huh. Like I move different. It's, yeah. it's different if you're going to be around me. But something I want you to get into, because when you came on the show last time, one love was just kind of like in the works. <laughs> Baby, right? It was an idea. It wasn't even launched yet. So let's go into it. Like, can you tell us, you know, what did that look like for launching One Love and what is the meaning behind the name? Yeah, so One Love Clothing, if you guys want to check it out, it's the number one L-U-V clothing. You guys can check it out, onelove.clothing on Instagram. Uh, so One Love was... Uh, another stream of income that I was thinking of at the time. And um, once I really figured out my storytelling, once I kind of got that down, because, you know, sales has helped me tremendously get further in depth within my mental to understand things at a, at a, at a higher rate. So when I started to understand storytelling, I'm like, yo, I never, and I'm gonna be real with you. I never thought I would sell clothes. I never, I was, I was like, I'm never going to be that person that's going to be out here selling shirts and jogging suits and stuff. But when I started realizing like everybody is trying to do that, it's always good to not only just, you know, test the waters, but you got to find the trend and then jump on the trend while you can on that wave. Mm-hmm. So One Love Clothing, um, I started right back when we did that podcast, mm-hmm. it was just like an idea and I was moving on it. I had, you know, different um, suppliers basically working up different things. And then I'm just like, you know what, let me put two feet in on this. So once I put two feet in, um, we did like this pre-order. So I'm gonna give y'all some game right now. Basically, what you do is you buy this the stuff in bulk from your supplier using the pre-order money, the profits that you get from your pre-order. So what I did was I had a 72-hour pre-order. Basically, what I did was I had the website already made. I made it myself, so I you know specialized Shopify, mm-hmm. right? Then what I did was I had a photo shoot. I paid a photographer literally $250 just to, uh, and it actually helped him with his portfolio to continue building his portfolio. It was like a win-win mm-hmm. situation. So with that photo shoot, I had all those photos used on the website. So I was basically using as little money as possible and only bought samples. So the samples were for me, my little sister, and my daughter. 
Um, and, you know, for me, the theme of it was bringing family, right, together. You can sell, like, there's different types of clothing. There's luxury, there's luxury brands, there's mm -hmm. fitness brands. I wanted mine to be about family. So with One Love, it just basically means everybody hustles, grinds, and sacrifices something for one person, one place, or one thing, whether it be your daughter, whether it be your mom who passed away, or grandmother, or, you know, it may there be your city or a sport that you like or a, a specific venture that you like it categorizes itself in all those different things. That's your one love. So when I had that idea pop into my head and that meaning, I'm like, you know what? My one love is my daughter. And, you know, with me having a kid at 18, I had to, like, change my life instantly. I didn't get the chance to grow up the same way everybody else did. Like, my 18 to 23, 24, like, it's going to be completely different from the average. Mm -hmm. So when I started thinking like that, I'm like, you know what? I need to think farther down the scale. And that's when I started saying, like, I need to be 9 to 10 steps ahead at all times. Every single person, whoever it is competing against me, I'm 9 to 10 steps ahead of you. So you may win this one, but, you know, it's calculized. I'm going to win the next one, right? It's very strategic. Yeah. Everything strategic. you just broke down, it's very strategic. You yeah. know how you started it. Yeah, for yeah, That's crazy. And like just for the people that's um listening that maybe trying to start their own clothing brand because like we seen you started out the door and you uh built it to like a six-figure company like what's that less than two it was what three months three and a half months you did it in three months three and a half months i didn't post yeah. it i didn't that's post crazy. it to like five months because i'm like you know what i want to see 100k in profit first let me see, get that mm. first before i start saying all this stuff and i'm like yeah six figures now i can really say okay it. so let's 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 um for the listeners for the some some key things some tips that you can give about specifically building a clothing brand from your experience is like what's some those key things that you learn for sure so the biggest thing about building a clothing brand is you got to be you have to separate yourself from the brand first off and that's what any business you got to really separate your face from that brand if mm. you're not then you have to make your face that brand so right. what i did was i made myself my daughter and my little sister the face of the brands then i gave 50 percent ownership to my daughter so that way no matter what she's going to be building regardless and whether mm -hmm. i'm here or not you know what i mean i just started thinking like that a little bit of a younger age but, you know, the, the basics and the real foundation of it is you really got to have a meaning for yourself before you can come up with an idea for a clothing brand. Because, like, it's hard for you to just come up with business ideas when none of it really relates to you. Exactly. So when, yep. you, when, it come, when it's genuine and when it's true to you, it's going to be a lot easier to sell because it's genuine. Like, you love it. Like, this is my baby. Like, I literally birthed you and this idea is going to be massive because I personally believe in it. It resonates with me. So for the people out there that's building those clothing brands, first, you got to figure out what's your purpose, first off. Like, what is your idea of your purpose? What is your idea of your lifestyle? And then you got to, the next thing you got to think of is, are you really good at fashion? Like, can you, can, like, <laughs> yeah. can you put some fists together? Yeah. Yeah. Can, you put, can you put some fists together? Like, like can you, do you step out and your friends be like, oh, yeah, like, I, I fuck with this fit. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's the thing. Even if you're not that person, you can still be a person behind the scenes who just know how to put stuff together exactly. for other people. If I find right? that person. Yeah, find that person. So. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is, you know, understanding those key qualities and then focusing on the meaning of that brand and how you can distribute it to the majority, to the masses. So when you put a story behind it, that's how you do it. You sell it to the masses through the story. When they get attached to the story and it resonates with them and they like, oh, shit, that kind of makes a little bit of sense now. Mm -hmm. Now they like, uh, that little that little flick or that little change in mindset is all you need to really get a person to buy from you, especially if the, the website is good and all of that. It's all about storytelling. So make sure you guys understand, like, what type of brand you want. And this is something else for a lot of y'all. And I'm going to be real with y'all. You're going to have to hit the drawing board a bunch of times. Mm. Like, I had multiple different names before I came up with Snaggerack for my do-rag brand. I had 216 rags. I had king rags. I had all these different generic names till snag rag popped in my head. So when you coming up with those names and you searching those domains and you trying to make sure that this website and this URL is not secured and it's good to go and you can make an LLC under this, you can start your business account under this. When you're going through that journey, it's going to be hard, yo. Like, that's your first obstacle. So, you know, just... Weather the storm, if that's what I would say. Weather the storm, it ain't nothing, you know, worth having is going to come easy. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Look, you got this down to the science. But something, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong on this, when you started with the One Love, like sending it out, mm -hmm. you were doing it all by yourself, right? Yep. So I was doing everything by myself, my Durag brand and One Love when I first started it. Okay. So now, you know, if y'all see the ads, like I've been seeing you in the mm -hmm. warehouse, yep. is a hey, next level. So when did you decide to quit being so hands on and transition to drop shipping and had a team come into place so i actually that was one of my 2020 goals or uh 2021 goals going into 2021 was focusing on not being a worker you okay. know what i mean for my business so i can be a ceo but a real ceo has people that 
you know, make things happen without him being there. So that was my main focus coming into 2021. I'm thinking like, yo, if I really want to expand and I want to go global and I want to be as big as I say I want to be, I have to switch things up. I got to take more risks. And it was a very big risk for me to, you know, go out to Atlanta and meet up with a fulfillment center. And, you know, luckily we were able to lock in a deal where it's, uh, you know, two, it's owned by two black women. And, you know, I support, you know, I'm pro-black on everything. You know what I mean? So um, by me, you know, having that deal with them and they gave me a convenient price and, and everything, it just really kind of expedited the entire journey when I didn't touch anything because now I could focus on what I specialize in, which is marketing, storytelling, advertising. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I started focusing on those, like I got in my in my in my groove with things and that's when I really just was like, you know what? I'm gonna like take off and I yeah. just took off. So mm. <laughs> that's that's major man. And uh I want to touch on this it's uh something that you tweeted because I always talk about how like people don't know how quickly your life can change. Like it doesn't take six, seven, eight years for you. Like your life can change in a year. Mm -hmm. And something you tweeted pretty much went right along with it. You said seven months ago you left a to toxic relationship, and then in your seven months of healing, you got your first apartment, got a new car, made over three hundred thousand, tripled your net worth, gained thirty four pounds, gained thirty thousand followers, <laughs> and traveled over seven times. So that's like that's a lot. And that was right, right. So like just talk about um. That time span and uh, and the growth that you experienced, the things that you went through. Man, uh, so we all know that, you know, having toxic relationships is very bad for you. That's just something like we all know and we grow up in our parents. You hear that um, a lot in a, in a household and everything. But, you know, I grew up, you know, a lot with, with a single mom. But, you know, my grandparents took care of me a lot as well. So, you know, my mom worked, you know, as a nurse, she would work 12 hour shifts at night. You know what I mean? I don't. I would see her some days. I, some days I wouldn't see her. It'd be, you know, maybe a couple of days go by. I still don't see her, you know? So I started thinking to myself, like, I would look at my, my grandparents' relationship. They're married. They were married 61 years. Damn. Yeah, 61 years. So I'm like, that's a, that's a bond. That's real love that I would want. So, you know, with that being my ideal type of relationship, I started seeking those things in women. And, you know, I ended up, you know, finding a person I, you know, I ended up having a kid with and everything. And, you know, things went left, you know, after a couple of years we, we had of our daughter, you know, she's a blessing in, in itself. But, you know, what I realized is having myself in that toxic situation, it always felt like it was an anchor on my ankle. Like, it was just like, I know I can hit this level. I know for a fact, I believe in myself and belief is the number one thing that's going to get you there. But it's just like, what is really holding me back? And what I realized is laying up all day is not it. You know what I mean? Like, Fellas, your desire has got to be, your, your personal development has to be higher than your desires. Mm. So I had to realize, like, man, laying up with my girl and ordering food every day and all of that stuff while I'm still making money, it's not going to be as beneficial as me actually getting out there, studying, reading, going to work out, charting stock. It's not going to help me as much if I'm laying down watching Netflix all day. Mm. So when I realized, like, I'm in a very toxic relationship and, you know, things started going even more left, you know, court had to get involved and stuff like that. You know, I took it upon myself to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm an African-American man and I'm a bold one at that. So I'm going to take her to court and I'm going to make sure I get my rights. And, and that's exactly what I did. I got 50-50 rights to my, wow. my daughter. Um, so, you know, with that being said, I think, you know, leaving that relationship was the best thing I could have ever done. Now, mind you guys, you guys are going to have that stinging feeling right afterwards. And I like to talk on this because it's very realistic and a lot of y'all are going to feel it and a lot of y'all are going to relate to it. You're going to have like this stinging feeling as y'all moving on. Y'all start moving on and you start seeing each other with different people. And it was different for me because I had a kid. So, you know, you bring one person around, now they're around my kids. Yeah. So now it's a different type of energy for me. It's it's not, okay, he cool. Now it's, okay, you're around my daughter, bro. You better watch yourself. Right. So, you know, once I started to get out of that phase where I'm always angry and blaming somebody else, I just let go. I was just like, you know what? Like, I can only control so much. There's right. controllables and uncontrollables. And when I started thinking like that, I started getting in the gym. Like, fellas, you can either go to the couch, play your game, cry, your, like sit in your feelings and dwell in the past, or you can get your ass up. You can hit the gym, hit the gym. get a fucking mm -hmm. book, go and go watch YouTube until your fucking eyes just feel heavy as hell, man. And just study, like study your ass off, like just develop yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think I took that personal. Like when she did all the stuff that she did, I took everything personal. I'm like, you know what? That's cool. I'm gonna go get myself. You better. gonna make yourself better. I'm make myself better. Mm -hmm. and that's Instead what I of did. getting back, you made yourself better. Yeah, and that's the that's the best that's way. That's the get best back. way to mm -hmm. yeah. exactly. You, you get where I'm going. But no, I think like a lot of people need to work on it because I think the moral of that story is you chose yourself. Yep. And I think a lot of people have a hard time choosing their self mm -hmm. out of being worried about other people and yep. how they may feel and this, that, and the third. But I really love that. Like, I think that's a lesson for anybody, like, any, yes. no matter how old you are, like, 
you have to know when to choose yourself. Yeah, yes. that is. Now, I wanted to get into um, investing, stock investing. Yes, yes. So, I know 22 years old, you got over 230 bands in the stock market. Yeah. So, first, I want to salute that. Like, I, I wish I could get, like, a virtual round of applause to everybody. Because <laughs> that's major, man. 22 years old, a quarter, uh, damn near a quarter million in the stock market is crazy. So, talk about that journey. Like, how did you get there? How did you start? Like, well, first, uh, first question is, when did you start investing in the stock market? I started investing when I was 20. So that's so you 22 two years. Now. 22. Two Damn, years. so two years. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so you got down there a quarter million stock market in two years, y'all. Y'all better pay attention, man. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So what was the first investment and what make what gave you the, um? what's the strategies you got when it comes to investing in the stock market to Ooh, get to this point that fast? Hey, look, I got some gems for y'all. So look, my very first investment, um, I got a free stock. I think my first free stock was Ford. And I never liked Ford cars. I'm like, I just hold it long term. Like, I'm not really thinking about it. But um, my very first stock that I actually bought was um, in Amazon. And it was literally like $20. So I was like, you know what? Let me just throw something at it. Now, at this time, I did have brands that were growing very quickly. You know, we were doing five-figure months consistently. My courses were doing five figures. Um, and I started thinking like, man, I'm making a lot of money right now. And I started thinking like, yo. I need to make sure that this can last forever, whether I'm here or not. I need my daughter to eat while I'm gone, regardless of what's going on in the world. Because Trump ain't going to help me. You know, <laughs> Biden, like, at the end of the day, none of them are going to change my life and my situation. Only I can do yeah, that. Only you can do that. Right. And, and my legacy and my family tree and my the trajectory that I see it going in is only going to be affected by the motions that I make right now. Right. So as I started focusing on that, I'm like, you know what? Let me start taking stocks a little bit seriously. So what I did was, since I was getting paid five figures a month, I'm like, you know what? I need to discipline myself. Let's get very disciplined. I said every single week, every Friday, I would get paid from Gumroad. I would get paid from Shopify. Shopify pays me every single day. Gumroad, which is uh, where I sell my courses at, they pay me every single Friday. So now I'm getting two different checks on that Friday. I'm like, you know what? I'm making it mandatory that you invest something every single Friday. So I started off doing $100 per week. And then I'm like, you know, what? I need to do a little bit more. I'm going to do 200 a week. And I started realizing like, yo, my, my account got to like a thousand. I'm like, okay, you know what? My first goal is 10,000. So first things first is setting a goal first. So once you set that goal, all right, my first goal is 5,000. How do I, how do I do that? And then I started breaking it down into the weeks. So now I'm like, all right, 200 a week start going by, maybe like a month go by. I'm like, you know what? Let's bump it up 500 a week. Like I'm starting to see a couple of returns. I'm only, I'm up maybe three, $400 in the market total. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah you know what? I can see it's, it's going. It's yeah. It's, it's over. So mm -hmm. I started doing 500, you know, uh, every week. And then I started doing a thousand a week. So then at this point, you know, my courses were doing a lot better. Um, and I started, you know, one love and that started bringing in even more money. I'm like, I need to turn this quick money into forever money. So what I started doing is, and shout out to Chris Johnson. He started to get me, he started to get me on uh, hip to the dividend wave. Mm. I started putting majority of my money into into dividends so now instead of investing a thousand a week now when friday hit if i had a big week i'm putting twenty five thousand in you know and that next week all right you had another good week cool we put another 15 in and it just start continuously compounding and when i start realizing like so as of right now that two hundred thirty thousand dollars stock portfolio that pays me around nine thousand dollars a year in, in dividends so passively you know that's around seven eight hundred dollars a month, month passively yeah so you know the the way i think about it is if i'm making this passively now at 22 what is my daughter gonna make when i'm 50. what is she gonna make when i'm dead Portfolio gonna be stupid stupid crazy right so the the main part that i started thinking about is i gotta start as early as possible and keep throwing everything at it and um, once I start getting consistent at it and I start seeing real returns and I started trading a little bit and I started understanding the market and emotions and, mm -hmm. and all of those different things, that's when it really got crazy. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I need to do everything in the stock market. So now every single week, you know, I'm probably paying myself eating like maybe 1500 like maybe. Like, and that's if I really want to give myself something. Like, sometimes I won't give myself nothing. I'll put everything into the market. I'll put everything back into my businesses, into my assistants, just to, so I can see it continuously grow. Because I'm focused on long term, not right now. You just gave a lot of game, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and, and, and like I said, I just, um, I looked it up. It says like the average, the average American starts investing like around at 29 years old. It's only 26% of people start investing before the age of 25. So if you look at that way. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I just, I just, I literally just looked it up. So you got basically, you said you started two years ago. Yep. So that's pretty much damn near a decade head start of investing. <laughs> so by the time, and you got a portfolio that's performing extremely well. Mm -hmm. So imagine 
Fuck, just imagine five years from now. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Now, imagine 30 years from now. <laughs> like, so that's, that shows you the power of investing. So, like, <clears throat> when it comes to, like, uh, strategies and things like that, like, or companies that you uh, kind of like to like to invest in, what do you mind naming some of those? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I got them right off the top of the dome. So you got my dividend stocks. And, again, shout out to Chris Johnson. You know, he, he definitely put me on the game. I always give recognition where it's due. Um, SPG, Simon Property okay, Group. Yep. You know, I got probably like $50,000 in, in okay. SPG, you know, shopping malls and stuff like that. I don't foresee it closing anytime soon, right? Not that I know of, right? I'm not, you know, <laughs> not an all-knowing being. I don't know everything. It might. But um, that's where I chose to put some majority of my money. But SPG, ET, which is energy transfer, they do a lot with, uh, you know, energy and transferring energy and just in general. Um, the other companies that I would look into as well is AT&T, which is another mm -hmm. company that's been around. Like my grandparents have had AT&T since I was a little kid. So I know they, it was no. probably around since they was little kids. Exactly. So, you know, Tesla's, you got the Amazon's, you got the Shopify, right? Think about e-commerce. E-commerce is up over 350% over the last two years. So any, any and everybody who got in, and I wouldn't say any and everybody, I would say majority of the people who got in and stayed in have seen, have at least doubled their money, at right. least. In the last two years, and I'm I can attest to that, right? Because mm -hmm. I've done it. But it's like looking for those long-term plays, those things that's going to be here long-term, and those things that's going to pay you long-term, long when after you dead and stuff. Is that's where I would focus at. So I would I would do SPG, ET, AT and T. Um, I would look into you know batteries, right? Lithium. A lot of people don't realize that you know Tesla uses batteries. Mm, Why would you right. not invest in lithium? You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. need batteries. So I started thinking like that. And um, those are some companies that I would highly suggest and just continue to do your due diligence, become a, become a, basically, I would say like a fiend at like understanding all these different stocks and all yeah. these different companies. When you can do it like that, you get excited about it. Hell, like, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that's just, that's just one um, stream. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> do you have a, um, cause this is a question people always ask me, like they say, like, do you got a number in mind? Like what's your number? Do you have a number in mind as, you as far as money? Before I just stop doing everything, or or just like the, trying to hit. like that you're trying to hit like a goal. Man, I need I need to see a billion. Like I love it. I don't I don't see myself thinking normal like everybody else. Right. You know, I'm one of one. I'm unique in my area. Like I'm I'm, I'm an anomaly in my space is what I can say. And um, I feel like the way I think is what makes me who I am. That's why I vibrate at a, such a higher frequency. People can tell. I'm like you can literally see it. So, you know, with me thinking like that, it's like, I don't see myself ever putting anything on myself to where like, there's a bar, like even after a exactly. billion, exactly. when I hit a billion, I need 3 billion, three billion. right? Mm -hmm. And 3 billion. Cool. I'm, I'm trying to get, be the Damn, richest man alive. Richest right. Man alive. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't see no, uh, no set goal. I just see, you know, how many people can I help, you know, on that way onto that journey? Cause it's, it's, uh, it's a lot more. It feels a lot better when you hit your goal and you know that you've helped a bunch, a bunch of different of people, people hit, hit their goals. goals. Yeah. Yep. Feel way better than just getting the money. Promise yeah. you. When you hit a billy, we're going to play this clip when you talk to <laughs> For real. Well, you fact, it's going to be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an NFT. Yes, hey, yeah, for real. <laughs> but, uh, hey, that's go ahead, go ahead. I want you to transition to courses because we haven't mm -hmm. talked about courses yet. So before I ask the question, how many courses do you have? Uh, right now I have five or six, right. one of them, five or six. So you experience with this. Yes. You, you know mm -hmm. what you're doing. So. Course is a real popular thing right now, but I want you to talk about the process of building a course. Like, what does that look like for you? Okay, so look, I'm gonna give y'all a step by step on how to build a course, right? I have a course called Creating a Five Star Course from Scratch. So I know this personally very well because I created a course on it. First things first is you never teach something that you don't know or you're faking it yep. because people can spot a fake from a mile away. It's the same way as like you being in high school and you got some fake J's on, they're catching you, right? <laughs> ain't, ain't, no, ain't no getting around it. <laughs> ain't no getting around it. So first, first things first is making sure that, you know, you know what you're talking about in and out because when you make a course on it, expect questions that you probably never thought about. And that's something that, you know, I always say I'm still a student to the game. I'm always I'm always a sponge to the game. Like there's still things about e-commerce that I don't know. And I never say I'm an expert. I'm never because I'm always yep. a student. I yep. never and I would never, you know, make myself think like, oh, you're higher than anybody. Nah, I'm just I'm just an above average mentality with an above average hustle. That's all I think. Mm -hmm. So first things first is make sure you know what you're talking about. Second thing is, you know, find a way to bring in your story of, you know, where you come from and who you are. 
and how you can transition it into your course. This is very important because, again, storytelling is what sells. But more importantly, that's what gets the reviews. So if people lock into a little quick story, even if it's five, 10 minutes in the beginning of your course, they start thinking like, wow, this is a genuine person or what they've experienced is something related, relatable to what I've experienced. So now they lock in even more. They pay attention to your course now because some people, they take courses, they watch the first 10 minutes and they click out. Right. So the good thing about my courses and they're all five star rated, the thing that I do is I give them a little story. I give them a little pitch, make them focus a little bit on, on me. And then I sell them the information, the stuff that they just bought and I over deliver. So that's the, the, the next thing is always over deliver in every area. Don't leave nothing, let nothing behind. I want to give you every freaking gym out there that I have in my head. So that way I know that when I make this course and I drop this course, I left my all oh, on there. Yeah. You never want to say, oh, I forgot this. If you did update it. You know what I mean? So, you know, the next thing I would do is, you know, figure out what type of course you want, you want to make and make it, make sure it's like something you specialize in. So if you don't, especially if you don't specialize in e-commerce, don't make an e-commerce course. If you don't specialize in stocks or crypto, don't make a course in that. If your focus is on real estate, make a course on real estate, make sure you know all the ins and outs of real estate. So, you know, knowing what you're going, what you're going to put out as far as that course goes. The next thing is like actually making a course. So there's this website called Loom, L-O-O-M. This website will allow you to go ahead and record not only the PowerPoint that you create, but you can also record yourself at the same time. And it's a free platform. So mm-hmm. again, you guys make sure you guys use this, this stuff. Literally all you're doing is you're gonna put all your information into a PowerPoint. And these are what I call webinars. People like video stuff. I was always a kid in school where you give me a piece of paper or you make me read something, I'm not gonna do it. I need you, I need you to talk to me. I need you to like I need to interact with you. And I realize a lot of humans are like that. Like yeah. we would rather listen than to read. And that's something I realized when I was young. So I'm like, you know what, let me just do this for my courses. And I've never made an ebook. I've always done webinars. So when I put all this information into these PowerPoints and I put different images and I make sure that it makes sense and I put my face in and I'm talking to them, now they're paying attention a lot more than you know if I just gave them an ebook and I said, read this and it'll give you all the things you need. It sells better when you actually doing it yourself and you showing them so you know use loom use gumroad if you guys want to you can use click funnels you can use teachable you can use kajabi it doesn't matter what platform you are as make as, as long as you make sure that it's good it's good right and make sure you guys are also selling it at a price that's convenient for you again don't mm. don't focus on the money in the beginning my first course was 25 dollars. Mm. i could have sold it it was enough game in there where i could have sold it for a hundred dollars but nobody's gonna trust me enough to buy it for a hundred dollars if it's no value or no testimonials coming from other people first so you put it at a convenient price you get those testimonials you get those reviews you build it up you post it on a social media and that's what's gonna push other people to buy it so that's like kind of like a step-by-step on how you guys can build a course and have it succeed and of course when you get into advertising that's a whole nother a whole nother topic right there when you get into advertising you can really scale it to like levels that you didn't even think was possible. Let's get let's get into yeah. advertising. Let's do it. That's the key part of it. So when you uh, <clears throat> when you start to advertise, and what's some of the things that people can do that can help them scale their course so they can make even more money? So again, I feel like I say storytelling a lot, but if you That's guys, important though. it's so it's so important. It's everything. Important. If you guys look at the ads that I have running, right? It's me and the fulfillment center. There's about eight different videos running. Every single video has its own personal reason of being posted. Every single thing is not, all those videos aren't relatable in every single way, but they do show that I have a clothing brand. They do show that I'm in a fulfillment center and they do show the ease of me having a business without me doing everything from my basement or from my mom's house. So with me storytelling in that way, this is how I wanted to market it. This is how I wanted to focus on creating it. So when I told my videographer, I told him my ideas from my brain. So that way, when I start running these ads, it's literally telling a story. All right, I got the I got the fulfillment center. They they literally upload everything. They keep track of my inventory. They also ship everything, and they do it at a, such a discounted rate that it's cheaper than me paying for you know a three bedroom house, right now. And when you put it like that, people start realizing like, whoa, that's actually something that I can afford with my business right now because I want it to pertain to everybody, not just a small specific group. So when it comes to advertising and scaling, man, Facebook ads and Instagram ads are everything. And I really want you guys to understand there is no such thing as losing money in ads. You're literally gaining data. Literally. Mm-hmm. So you're figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And, and something that Nipsey said in a lot of his interviews, and I literally study him to the T, um, you know what I mean, is... You're going to test different stuff. You're going to, it's going to test your character and all these different things, but you got to be willing to continue making those sacrifices to see it through. And that's just something that I stick to. So when you guys are advertising, just realize, you know, spending a hundred dollars a day, it may seem like a lot to you right now, but in the grand scheme of things, you need to start off spending a hundred dollars a day before you can get a hundred thousand dollar months. 
Because for me to do hundred thousand dollars a month, I'm still spending anywhere from like twenty five, thirty thousand on on, on ads. ads. Yeah, so that's just realistic numbers. So for somebody just getting started out, how much would you recommend they invest in their marketing, social media marketing? Fifty to one hundred dollars per day. Fifty to one hundred a day. Yep. So the reason I say fifty to one hundred per day, you know, if, if you have a little bit smaller pockets, and I'll give you guys some just like direct game. There's different levels to Facebook ads. So you have the campaign level, you have the ad set level, you have the ad level. Now with you guys running ads, you have to have a set budget in mind. So that's why I say 50 to $100. So what you do is the ad set level is where you put your interests, your demographics, the certain types of people that you're looking to target. So what you're doing is, I'm going to give y'all just straight up, right? If I'm building a clothing brand and I understand that my clothing brand is has a lot of African-American models and stuff like that, who am I going to target? African-Americans. Exactly. What do African-Americans like? They like rappers. They like Drake. They like ASAP Rocky. They like watching, um, you know, straight out of Compton. I'm targeting all of these different things so I can hit my demographic, my group. And when you hit your group, as long as you make sure that the message is clear first, when you target them, it should, it should resonate with them instantly. And most people don't do detailed research on their ads before they start running it. They think they can throw money at Facebook ads and that it's like a coin machine. Like you give money here and they going to give me money back. No, they'll take your money if you don't know what you're doing. So you got to really test yourself and your, and your risk level by using your money to make more money. If you're not willing to do that, you might as well quit this game now. Mm. But mm -hmm. something I like that you said, you said making sure that your message is clear. Yeah. Like that's very important. Like I see, cause I'll be studying, I study brands and one thing I, that, that, um, all successful brand has in common is that their message is extremely clear. Like, it ain't no confusion. Ain't it ain't left for your own interpretation. It's like, I see it. Okay, I see what they're saying. So that's like, man, I hope people that's watching and paying attention to what you just said. Because that's yeah. super. Because I feel like, but you, do you think you have to be a skillful, um, like a writer or something like that to make sure that your message is on point and clear? I feel like, you know, we not, as humans, we're, we all have our weak weaknesses and our strengths but i do feel like that's it, this storytelling is something that we can all do and when the way you do it is by finding inspiration from other people who did it like mm -hmm. most things wouldn't have been found or explored right if somebody else didn't already do it that's a fact so what you're doing is basically you're going to go look at all the other brands that are storytelling and what you do is you dissect them right so look at the companies like road division shout, shout out to them my boys over there they're killing it right now storytelling on point Branding on point, marketing, advertising on point. on point. Look at Soul Boy, branding, a luxury brand. So all of these different brands, you got to study these brands. Look at my brands, right? Pure One, that's my next clothing brand that's coming out. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like that. Hey, look, you feel like me? So the meaning, the meaning is so important, but when you dissect these brands and you dissect the way that they're marketing it, the, you dissect the way they're advertising it and the story behind it, it gives you different ideas. And when you get those ideas, you just got to run with it. Write everything down. Like I keep telling you, uh, I keep telling people, if you look at my notes, in my phone you will find my brain i promise i have over a thousand notes and i take notes every single day i never leave an idea just floating in my head oh, i man, always man, write, it, write down. it down yep that's dope man and like <laughs> y'all listening y'all say he said pure one next time you're on the show that's gonna be a million dollar clothing brand <laughs> trust <laughs> i promise <laughs> i promise <laughs> no, i believe you because all the stuff you didn't learn from one love and all the mistakes you made from one love you could just put that into pure one exactly take mm -hmm. that go that one even quicker i already bro you 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 better go crazy so but <laughs> I want to ask you this. Out of all your income streams, what's your favorite stream of income and why? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, like, I love passive income, but I mean, that's, right. that doesn't, that's not really fun to me. Right. Honestly, I would say my courses. Um, the reason I say that, and, and I'm not, it, it is the biggest one that brings in the most money, but the reason it's the best is because of the messages that I be getting like on the daily, mm. like I have an assistant now and, um, you know, I still go through all of the messages that she checks through, but like to hear certain people say like one, one of my favorite, you know, testimonials or just reviews or just a DM that I got from somebody is bro, you changed my life. You changed the way I look at the world. That's a powerful thing. Cause at the end of the day, like Nipsey said, you like, I want to be put on this earth solely to inspire and to motivate. So for me to right. change a view on how the world works, that's powerful, man. Like, what type of power is that? You know what I mean? It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. So like, that's my favorite one, for sure. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. Because I had somebody, when I was speaking in Orlando, as soon as I got, when I got off stage, this, uh, this guy came up to me. He's 19 years old. He's mm -hmm. like, bro, I started listening to the Millionaire Mindsets. I was making $10 an hour. I would drive home in the car, sitting in my parking lot and just listen to the podcast. You know, I got in real estate off the strength of y'all. I made $100,000. 19. Lit. Wow. 
Right, he like crazy. looking at, and I see you know you can see it in somebody's eyes that they ain't bullshit. Yeah, he like bro, you don't know you change. I'm looking at him like this is my first time seeing it. Like, <laughs> but you have no idea you changed my life, and I'm like I told Deanna, I'm like I can retire from podcasting off that yeah. alone. Yeah. Like just you know what I'm saying just that one person. And it's way more stories than that, but just to have somebody come up to me in person and yeah. tell me that it hit was it hit like damn, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it hits, it hits like a it's like. It's hard to explain because it's a different type of feeling because money gives you a different feeling. You get this temporary high when you get a bulk of money. Like when you make 10000 in a day, you're going to be happy about it now, but you're going to always want 15000 in a day some, at some other you point. Yeah. So what I realized is getting these DMs and, and seeing these comments on my page and just having these people tag me in their stories of their profit boxes. This is a term that we use when you buy you know, clothing or whatever product you plan on selling online and the box comes in from your supplier. We call those profit boxes. It holds all your profit in it before you sell it. And uh, just seeing that stuff and having a group chat that has been so impactful has really changed my perspective on how I move daily. I I see so much clear. Like I see everything as clear as day now. And I have no doubt in my mind that I can continuously make my impact on this world each and every day as long as I show up. Mm. If if you don't mind uh, sharing this, what was your um, highest grossing day you had? So my recent course, So You Want to Build a Clothing Brand, if you guys uh, want to take that uh, take that course as well, you guys can check it out on my Instagram. But that course, when I released it, um, the first two hours, we did 24,000. The first two hours? Two hours, yeah. It was crazy. And um, that entire day, we did 35,600 something. So that's that's my biggest amount that I've done in the day. Um, and honestly, like, my heart had low-key, like, like <laughs> I couldn't even process it, all right? Like, you got to think, I come from delivering do-rags out the whip, you know, out the 2009 Impala. So that's where I'm coming from. And I'm like, to see 35000 in a day and to show my mom and, you know, her, her eyes light up, like, because I help my mom a lot around the house and, you know, just giving her money towards things so she can help, you know, help herself in the stock market. Like she's trading, she's doing all these different things. Like she got her own e-commerce business and she just opened up a gym. So it's like, it's a family of hustlers. But man, when I seen 35,000 in a day, I was like, anything is possible at this point. Like a million in a day is possible for sure. Definitely, yeah, definitely. for sure. I'm like, I just gotta definitely, go get that. Yeah, definitely. It's coming. Like this is just, this wasn't even in my notes, but I just thought of this. So do you feel like money is a um how, how can I ask this like the the acquiring of money do you feel like it's like a spiritual thing as well like a spiritual journey I think so because it gives you an, a sense of achievement once you get it and to your spirit in a way it kind of uplifts it a little bit when you hit that certain amount of money that you knew you could hit but you wasn't for sure that you could hit but now that you hit it now it's like I know I was capable of doing it that whole time I think it gives you like this this high but what I can say is if it's only like if your focus is only money, money right. at some point that's going to die out and, and you won't become valuable. Mm. And like for me, like I just want to become timeless. I want everything that I do timeless. I want it to be remembered for generations and generations and generations based off the stuff that I teach. So, you know, when my focus isn't on money, that's my focus, becoming timeless, becoming mm. that person that's going to be remembered throughout generations. Mm. That's, mm. That's, re- that's very important. Let me ask you this, because I mean, like, listening to you talk is already just so inspirational, Mm -hmm. motivational, just overall positive. But I know, like, we all have our down days. We all have our days where we can't just get it to click and feel that energy. So for you, like, how do you manage those days? And like, like, you know, what's your routine? Or like, how do you get things up and going again? So I'm not going to lie to you. I was going through a very depressed and like anxious moment for a period of time. Like after that relationship stuff had ended, I was going through a period of healing and I didn't understand how to heal. And this is a problem that we face in our community is that we don't have fathers that are there that'll teach us how to heal because they didn't even heal from the past situations that they went through. Mm. So what I had to understand is that at some point I just got to let go. And, um, you know, as I was going through those different emotions and those those different emotions and those different feelings that I was just feeling at that time, I was just like, man, let me take a step back from everything. So the first thing I would do is I'd take a complete step back from everything. If you got to call off work to make sure your mental is cool, call off work, work and wait. You know what I mean? Like okay. that time, eight, that eight hours that you're about to dedicate to them, they can go have somebody else come in and do it for you. Like just miss out on that couple dollars. Like that ain't really nothing. Your mental is everything. If your mental deteriorates, you can't move mm-hmm. like at all. So some things that I do is I started meditating a lot. I wanted to have more personal time with myself. Um, and I think 
the problem is for a lot of people is that they don't know themselves. So yeah. when they go into these like these feelings or these mm. these depressed moments, the problem is they don't understand why or what they feel. They just know that they hurt and they know that somebody hurt them, but they don't know how to let go of that. They don't know how to not blame a person. They don't know how to understand that uncontrollables are real. Like I can't mm -hmm. control what another person says or how they react, but I can control how I react and what I say. Mm. So, you know, meditating, working out was everything for me. That literally saved my life. Like mm -hmm. I can genuinely say that saved my life. Like when we did that podcast, what was that? Two years ago, I was mm -hmm. probably 125 and right now I'm 163. So by me, yeah, by me gaining that weight, it gave me another, like a sense of confidence about myself. So now I like, I never really compare myself to anybody, but if it ever went through my head, I know that, you know, yeah, you got, you got to really like compete with me. Cause yeah. like I'm up there. So like, you know, working out, meditating, um, listening to interviews, like other people who have experienced things, like I've studied hours and hours. Like I literally dedicate a lot of my time to researching the goats, you know, Nipsey Hussle, Rick Ross, um, you know, Big Sean, you know, mm -hmm. I study those people, Gary Vaynerchuk, like he's marketing oh, storytelling. Yeah, Gary yeah. B. Like, I would love to do, you know, a podcast with oh, Gary yeah, B. It's, it's coming. It's watch. Y'all go see this video, watch in a couple of years. I'm gonna be on there. Trust. Hey, yeah, for real. Man. Bring him over here. Mm -hmm. But you know, meditating, working out, and honestly staying around positive energy, positive vibe, people, people who want to see you win. And not people who are gonna say, oh, you just need to get over it and stuff like that. Because brushing your emotions off is never gonna get you through that situation. Never. If anything, it's gonna make you bleed on somebody else and yep. you know, you know, hurt people, hurt other people. So mm, man, but so the, I like I like that you talked about working out, man. Cause so many of us, we talk about working out just from the aspect of getting our bodies fit, but they don't talk about the, the mental aspect of it and how much it builds mental strength. Man. Because you know, when you working out, you're going through a lot of shit in your head, you feel like I'm finna quit. This yeah. weight too heavy. I can't run this extra quarter mile. I'm about to quit. And you mm -hmm. dig deep and be like, let me keep going. And yeah. it, you you realize that you're stronger than what you thought. Yes. And right. then that trans that translates into the real world outside of working out. You realize I'm, I'm stronger than what I thought. I could do more than what I thought I can do. I'm bigger than what I think I am. So mm -hmm. working out, man, it's, it's, it's very important, I believe. So it's dope that you attribute a lot to that because people day. sleep on that shit. Man, I think if more people worked out, like and just think like like you said more like 30 percent of people like gain weight say, over yeah. the pandemic like they said average american gained 30 pounds oh average american gained 30 pounds just think about it like your well-being at that point like mm -hmm. and it messed up your mental it mess up your mental bad yeah. like your your brain and your body isn't meant to have all that weight you just yeah. gained it out of nowhere mm -hmm. and it's gonna take some time for you to process that but what i've realized is being as being an entrepreneur and being a dad that has an energetic kid and i'm a single dad at that and learning how to be the best dad I can possibly be by contributing my time, making sure that I'm doing the fun things and I'm energetic enough to do those things. Um, you know, what I realized is, is everything to focus on your mental. And in the gym, like when you feeling hurt, I promise, like you dig deep and you like this mofo dick, <laughs> no, like, man, I'm about to push, like, and, and that's what I really can say, like, that's why I'm thankful for her doing that. You know, mm. if it wasn't for you doing that, I would probably still be 130. I'd still be driving the same, you know, Impala. <laughs> you know, who knows? Yeah, same exact position. So thankful, thankful, thank, you know, shout out to her for leaving me, you know, or not leaving me, but our situation just departing ways because now I grew in a way where I didn't think I, it was possible. Mm. I'm wow. thankful. Yeah, use those hard times to level yeah, up. Yeah. That's a fact. And this, I only got one more question for you. And this mm -hmm. is something that people always ask. And I feel like every entrepreneur gets asked this question. People ask them, like, what's your day like? What do you do on a day? Like, mm -hmm. when you wake up, what's your schedule like? So you mind breaking that down for the people that's watching? Oh, yeah, sure. So, man, my schedule is kind of like, it's a very disciplined schedule. It's very hard it. to get into. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and uh, for a lot of y'all out there, if you're going to try it, I definitely say put two feet in in the beginning. Because if you put one in, you like the second day, you might quit. Like, I'm not going to lie. So, you know, waking up at 6.30, 7 in the morning, that's, you know, mandatory. Unless, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not going to lie to y'all, I'm a 22-year-old. I go out and kick it on the weekends just like everybody else. I'm going to live my life for sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when those days, like on those days where I'm partying hard and stuff like that, man, like um, I don't try to go too heavy the next day or I, I might not go to the gym at all. I give myself a break because I am human. But on the day-to-day -day process, like Monday through Friday, you know, we wake up 6.30, 7 in the morning, just go straight to the gym. By the time I get to the gym, it's around 7.30. You know, we live for about hour, hour and a half. So at that time, it's around nine. You go swim for an hour. So I think, you know, um, swimming is very um, therapeutic for the mind. 
by giving yourself time with water and just time with different elements in the world, I just like I start appreciating everything so much more. Just grass, the color of the trees, I appreciate everything because it's so it's so different. You know what yeah. I mean? Like God really did His thing with Earth. So <laughs> That's uh, yeah, That's so swimming, um, you know, getting back home, taking a protein shake, and while I'm working out, I listen to interviews. So I, I might listen to Prince Donnell. I might listen to Millionaire Mindset, right? Mm -hmm. I might listen to all of these podcasts and interviews to feed my mind while I'm nurturing my mind on becoming stronger. So I'm not listening to all the different music because they just feeding me BS. I can't relate to none of that. I need to relate right. to the people that I'm trying to be like. So when I started doing those things and then, you know, after nine, um, we get back home, take a protein shake, you know, feed, feed yourself, you know, cook some food. And I'm getting in the habit of cooking a lot more now. Now I live on my own. So like, I take that stuff very seriously and I'll be chefing it up if you see it on my stories. Um, but you know, after I cook and everything, I read, I read for about an hour. Okay. Um, and sometimes if I don't read, I'll meditate first. So it's either read, meditate or meditate, then read. And that meditation just looks like me sitting in a quiet room, you know, and it might be in front of a mirror, eyes closed. And I'm just, drowning out everything every possible thought negativity positivity i'm drowning it all out i'm just to myself and at that point that's i feel powerful. like yeah a lot of people don't beat to themselves. Mm -hmm. that's why they don't know who they are they don't know how to stay true to themselves. who am i like that's a question a lot of y'all gotta <laughs> ask ask yourself so yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> so no no for real i think i just talked about that i don't know i think that was on the last episode i talked about no i did somebody else podcast mm -hmm. and i told them the transitions happen when you're alone yeah. and i feel like most people don't do a transition because they never get them an opportunity to be by themselves yeah they always running around busy but when you forced to sit down like that's why the military changed my life because it took me out of chicago to california well, I didn't know nobody sitting in a dorm, no cable, no internet. And I just sat there mm -hmm. and then I started reevaluating my life. And then that's when the change happened. Like, damn, yeah. I got to fix my shit. So that's, man, hey, that's a bar. No, yes, as a matter of fact, this is, this is my final question. I promise this is my final question. <laughs> Cause you always track like, um, your, uh, your, uh, net worth and financial growth. So if you want to share this, you ain't got to, we cut it out. Mm. Uh, have you hit your first M yet? Not yet. Okay. Hey. It's coming. Like, hey, it's, <laughs> hey, and it's and it's it's crazy because it's coming so quick that like you know I had put it on myself. Okay, you know we will hit it by twenty four. I'm like, hey, we about to hit this by twenty three for sure. Like, let's get it. Yeah, let's, let's get, get it. it. So it's just you know all about your network. Your network is your net worth. So shout out to to the team. Shout out to everybody you know that that be playing me on game and that I put game on. You know we all feed off each other. Each one teach one. So man, I love it. I love yeah. it, man. And mm -hmm. before you wrap up, Deanna, did you have anything no, else? What? Everything. <laughs> what about you, Tess? You got anything else that we get, that, that you want to uh, touch before you? I, I do want to say this. So shout out to you, bro, because like when you start posting about crypto more, bro, I'm telling you, I went heavy in crypto. Like <laughs> you know, my my portfolio in crypto is around like fifty thousand right now. I'm f focused on getting it to like a hundred thousand before I turn twenty three. And uh, I just want to say shout out to you, bro. Like shout out to both y'all. Like I've been watching y'all even since like y'all were the first people who accepted me onto a podcast. And let me put my story out there. And mm -hmm. then from there, I gained a lot of different followers, a lot of different people who had different perspectives that, you know, eventually helped me grow. So shout out to y'all. But for sure, shout out to you, bro. Like, <laughs> if, if you didn't, like, start talking about crypto and all of that stuff, bro, I wouldn't have taken that first step to, like, really start putting money in. And then when I started doing my own due diligence, I was like, oh, shit, I got to get in crypto heavy. So, it's you know, I'm, I'm forever thankful for y'all, man, for, for real. For sure, the feeling is mutual, man. And it's only, when speaking of crypto, this is only the beginning. People don't, people don't even <laughs> they don't know. give it a 10 years for that. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's really going to go crazy. But you want to say something? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, before we wrap up, man, I just want to say, man, we really appreciate you taking the time to come from Cleveland and come out to Dallas to yeah. rock with us, man. This, was a, yeah. this is a grand. This is, look, she's about to land. This, <laughs> is a, this is a crazy episode, man. And people are going to love this. But before we let you go, do you mind plugging all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, buy products, buy courses, everything? For sure, yo. So, again, thank you guys again. And, um, you know, as far as my social medias and everything, you guys can check me out on Instagram. That's normally where I post a lot of my Twitter stuff as well, but you guys can follow me on Instagram, underscore the real Tez. You guys can also find me on Twitter as well, at Dantez Akram, and then um, on YouTube as well, Dantez Akram. So you guys can follow me on there. And then as far as my courses go, they're in the links of both of my bio in Twitter and on um, 
Instagram. So all you gotta do is click the link in there. You'll see all my different courses. If you guys wanna affiliate for me, if you wanna make money with me, you know, we do that as well, where I split 50-50. If you get a sale, you get 50 of it, I get 50 of it. So well, I'm just trying to see everybody eat. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's bullshit right there. And yeah. uh, Deanna, plug in all your stuff as well. Yep, and before I plug in my stuff, though, I do wanna say thank you, Dantes, for thank coming you. out and being on the show. And not to hurt nobody's feelings, but this is probably my favorite episode. <laughs> like, hey, I feel, that's dope. Thank you. This no, you gave some, you gave some shit, bro. Hey, appreciate real, it, man, for real. real. Definitely yeah. did a great job. But if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Deanna Kent, Twitter, Deanna S. Kent. You can find me on YouTube at Lessons in Life and Luxury. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter at Xavier C. Miller, also on Facebook, YouTube as well. And uh, that's all we got for y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning into another episode of the Man That Mindsets podcast. What's up? No, I was going to say peace. Why oh, see you guys <laughs> next episode. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.